1: Come on, tell you me, really y'all. Think that? Do you really think that the world gives a damn about you? Hell and no, I don't. it don't. Get told, people. Who you Ghetto gonna Ghetto turn to? Where you gonna turn to? Listen, people. You better take a look at yourself, yeah. Talking to my people. Nice, but you just don't see. What you're living at. Like you're living. Living like you're living up in the Lost in Get your dream, dream. Ghetto people Stop giving up your self-respect Stop it you oh. Talking to my people Yeah Life can take some strange turns on you Living with the banks thrown at you leave you in the cold a day that's not worth having. Chances on the shore falls a breeze. You're never gonna feel what you need when what you really want inside can only come from you. Ghetto yeah, yeah, fever, yeah. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Given up a, a second alone. thought about you now get to, to ex tell get me people. People. you gotta take a look at yourself. Yeah Get some people. People. people Where do you wanna be? Where you wanna tell be where your life is yes. What's with your life?
0: You are listening to African Perspectives, where we view the issues of our day from an African worldview and African-centered perspective. This program is unapologetically African. It is a custom in the African tradition to ask elders for permission to speak having been granted permission to our ancestors whose shoulders we stand on to our elders whose shadows we walk in. I greet you, my dear brothers and sisters in the language of one of the greatest civilizations on this planet. It gave the world the basic disciplines of knowledge of science, math, architecture, music, writing, law, religion, you name it. We did it. The Greeks called it Egypt, but they call themselves Kemet, and Kemet means land of the blacks. I greet you all in the Kemetic language, the word of peace, Hotep. It is truly an honor and a privilege to pour libation because we truly do stand on the shoulders of those who came before us. We're going to use water because water has no enemies. Water is the great cleanser, the great purifier. Everything on the planet that lives, it needs water, from a tiny microscopic organism to a tall redwood tree. We pour water into the earth to invoke the spirits of our ancestors, and we say the word ashe, which simply means so be it. So we pour this libation to God for all that God has done and for all that God will do. We say ashe. We pour this libation to Mother Africa, birthplace of all humanity, everyone who has lived, everyone who will live in the future. We all have a common ancestral root in Africa. We poured a libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. I mentioned Kemet in the opening. Kemet was the height, the apex, the zenith of African high culture, but there were others as well, as Timari, Punt, and Nubia. So we poured a libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. We say Ashe. We poured a libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa of Ghana, Mali, Zungai, Benin, Great Zimbabwe, civilizations that were flourishing and growing while Europe was in a medieval or dark age. The University of Sankarae at Timbuktu, an outstanding educational institution. So we poured a libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa. We say, ashe We poured a libation to the Maafa, the Holocaust of our enslavement, the Infakani, the great tragedy, uprooted out of Africa, our brothers and sisters lay a carpet along the Atlantic Ocean. We're in North America, South America, Central America, and throughout the diaspora. So we pour this libation to our brothers and sisters who suffered the Ma'afa, the Infakani, the Holocaust of our enslavement, the great tragedy. We pour this libation in their honor and in their memory. We do not know their names, but because of them and their sacrifice, we are here. So we sashay. We pour this libation to those who fought against enslavement. If you ever heard me do a libation, you will know that we were not slaves. I repeat, we were not slaves. We were captives. What does a captive want to do? Get free. So we pour this libation to all those men and women who fought against enslavement. In fact, I maintain that some of us are more of a slave today than we were in our initial captivity because some of us are a slave to vice, to corruption, to drugs, sex, and violence. So we pour this libation to those who fought against enslavement. Gabriel Prosser, Nat Turner, Mark Vesey, Harriet Tuttman. We always resisted, and we will always resist. So we pour this libation in the name and the honor of those men and women who fought against our captivity. We pour this libation to those unborn, those young men and women who will once again lead us back on the stage of human history as a free and proud and productive people. We sache. We pour this libation to brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of family. We need each other. We don't have good family life. There's a saying conditions shape conduct and consciousness the conditions in our community are bad the conduct towards each other is not good because why we lack consciousness and consciousness is more than just awareness consciousness is a deeper understanding of who you are historically who you are culturally so once we begin to understand the importance of brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of family Brothers and sisters, let us all say Ashe, Ashe. Ashe."
2: You are listening to Time for an
0: Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at Time4Awakening.com. Good morning, African world. You are listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and Black Talk. Radio Network dot com. And I am your host, Baba Oshi hotel family. Hope everything is well for you today. Hope you're going to have a good day today because it is Wednesday. You got to get over the hump and hope you get a chance to do all the things you want to do, should do, must do, can do and will do. Hoping the weather will be accommodating for you to do it. But if you're in the Midwest and going out east, man, and if you don't have to go out there, don't, it's freezing, you know, man, I tell you. This is African Perspectives. We're here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., 10 to 12 Central, 11 to 9 Mountain, and 8 to 10 Pacific Time or any other time around the world. But if you cannot listen to this program live, you can always go to our archives at timeforanawakening.com. At the top of the page, you'll see podcasts. Click on that. The drop down, you'll see African Perspectives. Click on that, and there will be programs that are dated and titled. Also, you can use the shortcut, any search engine that you use, Google, Firefox, whatever. uh, Put babaoshi.net, B-A-B-A-O-S-H-I.net, babaoshi.net. And once again, there will be programs that are dated and titled. Thanks to my good brother, Brother Kwaku. Appreciate you. This is African Perspectives. The other program that we have here on African Perspectives, once again, this program, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Um, I'm, I'm going to continue to announce the fact that Black Reality Think Tank is, will be back on with um, Brother Alfonso Watkins in honor of Dr. William Rogers. And uh, f- Friday, this Friday, Friday evening at 8 p.m., time for an awakening with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard on Saturday, from 7 to 9, the Sankofa Elders Council. And then on Sunday at 7 p.m., 7 p.m., the time for an awakening once again with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard. And the number to call is 215-490-9832. 215-490-9832. We Buy Black. We Buy Black, the largest online marketplace for American African-owned businesses is WeBuyBlack.com. Get everything you need from American African owned businesses. WeBuyBlack.com. Africa for the Africans. Africa for the Africans. Brother Omani Tahimba, who has done a beautiful job of getting our people to the motherland, taking them on a trip of a lifetime. Go to Africa for the Africans.org. His up, next upcoming trip, uh, his tour, will be March 29th to April 9th going to Senegal and Gambia. May 24th to June 5th, Ghana. July 20th to July 30th, Rwanda. November 16th to the 27th, Tanzania. December 24th through January 4th, 2024, Azania, March 29th to April 9th, 2024. Liberia. Those are just some of the trips and I'm quite sure there'll be others uh, as brother plans for them, you know, but uh, you can go to his website Africa for the Africa dot everything that you need. You don't have to go on the trips that are posted. You may be going to the motherland on your own or for with another group. The information is there for you. The forms you need. The shots that you may need. The visas you may need. All of it is right there. Africa for the Africans. If brothers and sisters, if you want to see pictures of previous tours, go to Facebook.com. If you want to see videos of previous tours, go to YouTube.com forward slash Bomani 2007. Africa for the Africans.org. Habitshaw. Habitshaw Incorporated. Habesha stands for helping Africans by establishing schools at home and abroad. And the Habashaw Works Program, uh, all of the things. Habashaw is a Pan-African organization that cultivates leadership in youth and families through practical experiences in culture education, sustainable agriculture, entrepreneurship, holistic health, and technology. And, of course, it has all been manifested right in right there in Ghana with the Kashi Project. The buildings are beautiful. All of it's laid out. And of course, the, the, the programs they have here in, a, in the Atlanta area, Habersha Works, Black to Our Roots, Golden Growers, Sustainable Seeds, and Urban Green Jobs. Habershaincorporated.org. Ledge Group, Land for the Environmental Development for Group Economics, the Ledge Group. Brothers and sisters, Brother Peter Brown is doing outstanding work on the continent. He has 12 projects in six different countries with over 170 employed and over 260 members because they deal in the four areas of that are vital to human existence food water clothing and shelter all of those are taking place on the continent the ledge group land for the environmental development of group economics go to the ledge group.com that'll be to me a-B-I-B-I-T-U-M-I abibiatumi.com announcing their conference that is going to be happening in October in Ghana and they're asking for call for papers it's the first I-B-I-B-I-T-U-M-I conference for black power uh, that's going to be happening in Ghana and uh, so go to abibiatumi.com A-B-I-B-I-T-U-M-I .com abibiatumi.com it's my pharmacy Brothers and sisters, if you are talking about or thinking of, uh, uh, <clears throat> changing your diet or changing your lifestyle or getting off, uh, prescription medications, those hard medications and so forth, check out Smy Pharmacy. Give brother a call. Give my good brother a call. All right. <laughs> At 770. 770- 765 7751 at 770 765 7751. Give him a call or you can email him at SMAI Pharmacy, S M A I F A R M A C Y, at gmail.com. Brother Moses West and the Moses West Foundation.org. Brothers and sisters, go to the Moses West Foundation.org. If you want to see what's happening with the Jackson Water Rescue Program, you can click on that. You can donate to it to help with the development of the machines, the Atmospheric Water Generator, the AWG, the Atmospheric Water Generator, the AWG, that Brother Moses West has created. And boy, I'm telling you, if they can pump them out as fast as he can and put them all over... (laughs) especially right now in the eastern part of Africa where they're experiencing drought but look at because of climate change family this is going to be needed all over and 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 even though they're talking about you know uh in Jackson they should just buy some and put them there has a has a safeguard and alternative to when they get the plumbing and the all the stuff under the ground done and all of those things done to pump clean, usable, drinkable water, because that's what it—that's what is created by the atmospheric water generator machine. Go online for yourself, the Moses West the Moses West Foundation and brothers and sisters. Just like all the things that ask for donations that I, I that I announce, consider, consider donating. All right. Wadada's Healthy Market and Juice Bar located in the West End on here in Ralph David Abernathy uh, Boulevard here in Atlanta, the West End. Uh, right across the street from Soul Vegetarian up the street from the Shrine of the Black Madonna. Wadada's Healthy Market and Juice Bar. Give them a call at 404-444-1635. 404-444-1635. They have all kinds of stuff, holistic health stuff. They sell um, vegan dishes on Saturday and Sunday that you can purchase like i think about ten dollars fifteen dollars something like that okay all right with dada's healthy market and juice bar the medu bookstore in the Greenbrier mall today is february 1st the beginning of american uh, the beginning of african and american african history month and um on the 23rd of this month myself Lou, we will be doing a presentation at the medu bookstore um our historical journey to greatness and African-centered perspective. Can't wait. Can't wait to do it. So with the Medu Bookstore, um, give Mama Nia a call. She has a fine selection of books, postcards, greeting cards, gift certificates, T-shirts, figurines, and much more at 404-346-3263. 404-346-3263. The Medu Bookstore in the Greenbrier Mall. The Black Dot Cultural Center and Bookstore and Coffee Bar in Lithonia. Good brother Kazimde Ajamu is the proprietor. He has it going on right there. Right off of I-20 going east. East from Atlanta. I-20 going east. Give him a call at 770-305-6373. That's 770-305-6373. There is light in the Black Dot. Also jump back on I-20 and go to the next exit east. The next exit east is exit 75 Turner Hill Road we exit right make a right go down three lights and make another right and on the left will be the new Black Wall Street Market the new Black Wall Street Market go online family to the new Black Wall Street and see for yourself all the things that are happening and that are being offered us Lifting Us. Lift, us Lifting Us, the economic development cooperative for our people in the spirit of Ujamaa, Cooperative Economics. Um Brothers and sisters, tomorrow night is the Thursday night broadcast on Blog Talk Radio. com forward slash U-L-U Us Lifting Us. Brothers and sisters, from 9 to 10, 9 p.m. to 10, or you can call, you can dial, you can call to listen, or you can uh Give questions, comments, or concerns at 929-477-2789. That's 929-477-2789. Us, lifting us to economic development cooperative for our people in the spirit of Ujamaa, cooperative economics, or as we like to say, family-centered economics. Homeland Village and Cultural Gift Shop located in Macon, Georgia, 2910 Napier Avenue in Macon, Georgia, Give Brother Abija a call. They're open Tuesday through Sunday, 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. Call him at 478-256-1166. That's 478-256-1166. Homeland Village and Cultural Gift Shop in Macon. He's got it. He's, He has everything. Believe me. He has he's got a lot of stuff to offer. He packed in that shop. It's, it's great. I love it. And uh, I'll be stopping through there again to visit with Brother Abija. Sun got a sense, your one-stop natural shop located at 4140 Jonesboro Road in Forest Park, Georgia. Inside the International Discount Mall Booth 225. Brothers and sisters, call my good sister Shelly Amonset at 404-434-7963 404-434-7963 Sun got a sense, your one-stop natural shop. sanjay IET.org. Sister Gabrielle Aurelia she has Sanjay, S-O-N-J-E dash a y i t i dot org. Brothers and sisters, when you go on Sanjay dash dot org, see the beautiful children in their uniforms. They deal with education, health care for the children, sustainable agriculture and entrepreneurship. This work is being done in the northeastern portion up in the hills of the island of Haiti. They are depending upon us to do our part to assist them to educate these children. All right. All right, also, too, oh, I didn't. I got to go back there and find that. Now, don't I? I shows do. I shows do, family. I forgot. And now I got to find out where that is. Because uh, Mama but Rudy, and they have a thing coming up this weekend. They sure do. Of course, they got the uh, um, the health fair. So I definitely want to give you that information. I want to give you that information. I'm just going to find it here in a minute, family. You know I will. You know I will, family. Yes, I got it. That's right. <laughs> this Friday, the Science Fair, is the 15th annual Youth Health Science Fair, it's going to be at the Greenbrier Mall. It's going to be at the Greenbrier Mall in Atlanta, and it's sponsored by the Metro Atlanta African-Centered Educational Institutions. OK, uh, they're going to be dealing with topics of uh, population control, environmental racism, genetic engineering, harmful chemicals and so much more. I mean, brothers and sisters, since I've been here in Atlanta since eight years now, I've always gone to they they, they would sometimes have them uh, uh, two days, Friday and Saturday and used to have the Friday would be at the uh, West End Mall over by me, over by where, where Wadada's is, but they, they're not dealing with that. They're just going to deal with the uh, the uh, Greenbrier Mall off of Highway 160, 166 and it's from 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. on this Friday. 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. on this Friday. And it's bioethics impacting human life. Bioethics impacting human life. The Fifteenth Annual Health Youth Health Science Fair, Exchange Man, it's beautiful, man. The young kids, and all the schools, and Mama Marimba. I don't know if she's going to be there because she's been in Ghana, but uh, her program they they present. Baba Baruti School, they present all of the you know great schools that African Center schools that we have here in the Atlanta area. Uh, but Saturday, the next day, uh, Mama Eniya finding. Finding Purpose and Happiness is the workshop this Saturday from 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern. From 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Yeah. It's Finding Purpose and Happiness. And, of course, the donation is $10, $5 for teens. And um, to register, this is online, include the pertinent information, which is the purpose, Finding Purpose and Happiness, your name, and then your email address so we can send you the link so you can participate, so the sisters can participate. And that's this Saturday, this Saturday. And the men, the warrior, Warriorhood 101, Warriorhood 101, Papa Paruti is presenting this, and that's this Saturday, the 4th, from 12 noon to 2 p.m., from 12 noon to 2 p.m. And uh, same situation. Put in the perfect $10 for warriors and $10 for warriors in training. $5 $5 for warriors in training. And, okay, and you can include uh, your name. And, of course, if you use PayPal, it's Yabarudi at Yahoo. But if you use Cash App, it's dollar sign, Y-A-A-M, and then Barudi. And, of course, your name, warriors. Warriorhood 101 title, your name, and then your email address so they can send you the information. And of course, Akaban Institute, which is the educational institution that Baba Barudi and Mama Ya I have been having, uh, ongoing for educating our youth, educating and preparing our young warriors for many, many years. Also to his books, uh, they have a fine selection of books and you can go to the, uh, um, <sighs> akabinhouse.com to see the fine selection of books that they have the the inya of daily revolutionary thought the inya sasem of daily revolutionary thought okay what we got going on here for the inya sasem you know what I didn't do family usually (laughs) I read them but I mean this is the second book so I have read it But I didn't read it today. But I'm going to read it right now, (laughs) as I should. January 31st, strong people don't need strong leaders. Ella Baker, only weakened people need courageous individuals to set an example and or make them do what they know needs to be done since they harbor a deep-seated fear of doing so because they would rather live in the delusional safety and security and civility than die in the process of creating liberty for themselves and their prosperity. Wow, that's deep, ain't it? I really live in the, the, the creature comforts of the cracker than, than to fight for my own liberty. Among a strong people, every person is a leader. Has evidence in their action in or out of the presence of other members of the group. Each one individually is prepared to make a stand, regardless of the odds, regardless of the number of enemies they face. Even when physically isolated from community, strong people understand that they are never alone. At one time, we were a strong people. Even in this land where African strength is still severely persecuted, even so by many lost Africans. The fearlessness and power of strong individuals at that time were reflected in the likes of Robert Charles. Robert Charles, an African man facing a mob of 20,000 intended on lynching him. He stood his ground and sent 20 of the best Europeans had to offer to the hospital and cemetery before the mob was able to fulfill its murderous appetite. Even though these barbarians could not see his ancestors, no and no other strong Africans were there to fight by his side he was not alone he saw he knew he carried the rage of millions gone on to come millions gone and to come affirm I am a strong people affirm I am a strong people man I know how that is man Because sometimes you be like this is for my ancestors you just rear back and just well okay February 1st the first day of African and American African history month 2023 an unjust law is no law at all St. Augustine Maat is the comedic goddess of universal harmony and justice she also represents the principles of truth righteousness Reciprocity, balance, order, and propriety. As a force in the universe, ma'at is the progressive, genitive spirit that consistently moves and organizes all life toward equilibrium within itself and in relationship to others. Ma'at was internalized and normally practiced among our ancestors. We, like them, must think, speak, and practice ma'at for and with Africans who would build a world beyond the limits of the European mind. But we must do this, not confusing this reality with that of our ancestors, thereby playing into the hands of the insincere predatory deceivers. We must always remain cognizant of the fact that many Africans are incapable, at this time, of being any more than imitators of the beings who they have taught us to hate each other. We also know that the divine state we aspire to has our people, warrior scholars, in greater than us because we are our ancestors. Let me repeat. We are our ancestors. And our first and greatest ancestor is the creator. Knowing this is a warrior scholar's greatest strength against any other people's anti-African science. <coughs> Excuse me affirm I practice my art among Africans affirm I practice my art among Africans the Inya of daily revolutionary thought that's right brothers and sisters I've mentioned this a few times today is the first day of American African History Month. African and American African. That's how I like to term it. Because the reason why I'm putting the African in there, the Africans has to go in there because we must understand that our history did not begin with our captivity. Our history did not begin with our We need to know about who we were prior to our captivity. We need to go back. That's why the presentation that me and young brother, uh, brother Lou are doing um, on February 23rd at the Medu Bookstore is on Ancient Kemet. Is on Ancient Kemet. It's going to be February 23rd, Thursday, February 23rd, 4 p.m. to 6.30 p.m. at the Greenbrier Mall for the Medu Bookstore. And it begins with our glory. That, that's why I, I title it Our Historical Journey to Greatness. An African-centered perspective. But the person we, of course, we got to thank for African and American African History Month is Carter G. Woodson. Excuse me. Carter G. Woodson started African and American African History Month or Negro History Week in February of 1926. And and he had it in the second week of February because he wanted to honor I don't say this. In fact, I'm not even going to say Lincoln because Lincoln did not give a damn about us. He maybe didn't know that. But of course, at that time, Lincoln was president and of course he did the Emancipation Proclamation and all that stuff and so there was that perception of Abraham Lincoln even as a kid coming up um, in the public school systems are quite, quite sure across this country and maybe that today there is an affinity for Abraham Lincoln supposedly by us because why he freed us. And, and, one, and in fact, one term I hate to hear, I hate to hear, Lincoln freed the slaves. Number one, brothers and sisters, on this first day of African and American African History Month, we must know that we are not slaves. So when they say Lincoln freed the slaves, I wish you correct that individual because he didn't free no damn slaves. And not only that, he didn't want to free us because he said himself, if I can solidify the union without freeing these people, I would do so. I, as much as any man, is having the superior position Assigned to the white race, direct quote from Lincoln. So I don't, I don't mention Lincoln in what Dr. Carter G. Woodson established. I mention Frederick Douglass. Frederick Douglass, who uh, was born in captivity in Maryland, uh, didn't know his birthday, didn't know when he was born, probably his mother didn't either, but his mother said, you are my heart. You are my valentine. So he chose February 14th to be his birthday. So to honor Frederick Douglass, Carter G. Woodson chose Frederick Douglass to honor on the birthday of February 14th. So Negro History Week comes within that framework. Negro History Week. And 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 he understood that a lot of us didn't know the history. We've been trained and led to believe that we were running around the jungle with a rag up our ass and a bone through our nose, never having created a civilization of any kind, of any worth. You know, you've seen, you seen, heard, you heard the Caucasians. You heard all of them, Lincoln, uh, Jefferson, Burgess, all of them, you know, no culture to speak of, haven't done anything justifying our captivity. In fact, many of us, even to this day, believe and want to thank the cracker for the European, the Caucasian, the Urugu for doing that, taking us out of Africa and putting our ancestors here so I could be born here and grow up and be thankful. I live in a society with all the creature comforts in the world and so forth not understanding who they are and what they're about and you have no damn word or no damn suggestions or no damn nothing. You just exist here. And so For me, yes, there has been some American Africans who have done great things here in spite of our captivity, have invented tremendous things in spite of of discrimination and racism and mean-spiritedness. Unbelievable, the things that we have done and continue to do. My contention is that we, as we learn more about us in Africa and learn more about us in the diaspora and learn more about us, period, that we take that information and begin to say, hey, let's stop begging these folks. Let's stop pleading with them and hoping and praying. Let's stop marching, you know, and demonstrating and... and, singing songs that I can't damn it stand let's let's stop doing it let's close ranks let's pull all our resources mental physical spiritual monetarily let's pull and do for ourselves and let's get the brothers and sisters on the continent and the brothers and sisters in the diaspora to do the same let us come together to be a force in the world let us go home to Africa there's all the space we need there's all the land that we need Africa could feed itself there's no need or and now the fact that we know we have brother Moses West uh, atmospheric water generated the AWG we go home with that we got water we got aquaponics we got everything we need to grow food there will never be anyone ever again particularly in the eastern part, in the Horn of Africa, or Somalia, Eritrea, Ethiopia, starving. There'll be water. There'll be food. We can bring dirt, black, black dirt there to help us grow crops or, or deal with aquaponics. Everything that we need is right there, family. So I hope this day the first day of African and American African History Month that you go to a lot of the programs that might be offered in your area, at your library and so forth, that you watch some of the programming on television. I know they're going to you know put up some some movies and hopefully some documentaries. I'm going to watch the 1619 Project. I watched it the other day. I don't know why I was nodding out. Maybe was just tired. I don't know. But I'm gonna watch it with some some serious intent, so I can go over what I feel. Once again, I'm not an authority on anything, as you know. But we're, I'm like you and all of us. We have a perspective, and minds happen to be African centered. So I'm gonna give that perspective on the 1619 project objectively. You know, Sister Hannah Nicole, she she done an outstanding job and you know got to give her love for it you know but let's see you know because you know based upon what I did see you know it was pretty much the same thing man these things happen and trying to you know put it in front of the face of the Caucasian what you're going to do you know but like I said we'll we'll talk more about that uh, in an up, upcoming program where we're going to that'll be the focus and maybe you would have a chance to watch it too and you can call in and, and, and uh, speak on what you feel the 1619 Project presented, you know. But once again, I i take my, I take our history back from the very beginning of humanity. Because I think that it is undeniably, it's, it's, I mean, whether some want to, just like Dr. Awas in, in, in Egypt, he wants to deny that the Afri- the Egyptians were African. Well, they were black, but they were not African. <laughs> you know, and then, of course, uh, Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart courageously said, yeah, to my people, uh, Egyptians were black, and now they want to blackball him. <laughs> they want to whiteball him from a, a comedy routine he's supposed to be doing in Egypt, you know, because he said that truth. Now I understand that they've been there for quite a few hundred years, you know, since Islam came on the scene and swept over North Africa, you know, and they've they've been there. They they have opened up um, Egyptian shops. I, I can I can honestly say maybe around the world. I know they have them here in in this country, and of course on the continent, you know, and particularly in. Egypt and, and you know you can buy cartouches and jewelry and clothing and all that things that are supposedly, supposedly Egyptian the kalabia all that stuff you know you can do that but it is not theirs it is ours they are not the temple builders the pyramid builders they are not they are not the ones that that did that it is us they're not one of the 30 dynasties in fact once again there are 30 dynasties the ones that you don't count are the Ptolemies who came in with the Greeks Cleopatra Cleopatra 7th Cleopatra's the title we don't count those are not counted in the dynastic periods of 1 through 30 you know So that's why we got to look at this history and that's why at that program on the 23rd family, we'll be looking at that history from its inception. It's not to say that we don't talk about the great men and women who did once again, great things in spite of tremendous odds. Tremendous odds. Some of the things that they did, they could not get credit for. I will always, I'll go to my damn grave talking about Eli Whitney didn't invent no damn cotton gin. Okay? I'll go to the grave on that tip. And I don't give a damn if it, you know, well, I can try to pull the truth here. I don't give a damn. Because I'd say, when the Caucasian he ain't inventing shit, because he ain't doing nothing. People are doing, I mean, just like the brother that invented the lawnmower. I can picture him out in the field with a sickle. You know what a sickle is? That's right, that long thing with that blade perpendicular, slight, like, where you uh, go across the grass or whatever. Whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. And he out there in the hot sun, without the benefit of refrigerated drinks, <laughs> and he you go, whoosh, whoosh. "You're like, damn, I wish there was a better way to do this." Bing! I can take this blade. Two other blades and turn them in and twist them away and put them on some rollers and then bam, there you go. Lawnmower. <laughs> or the sister who had the, invented the baby carriage, you know. She got all these kids, you know. I got all these kids, girl. Shoot, I got to run down. What am I going to do? I'm tired of carrying all these kids. Bing! I could put them in a, a carriage with some wheels on it and phew, there you go. I mean, Even the sister who invented heating for her home, the sister and her husband who invented the alarm system, the security system in their home where they could see and then buzz you in. I'm telling you, family, I know um, Brother Franklin Jones has always been highlighting uh, great inventions of our people. In fact, I'm going to get him on this week. We can talk about that. Because that's important. That's important that you notice. You know, it's important that when you pull up to the light today, okay, yeah, yeah, that's Garrett Morgan. That's important for me as a firefighter to know that, man, I just went into that fire, man, and I was breathing fresh air. I did my work. I put the fire out. I even helped rescue the cat. Why? Garrett Morgan and his invention. I'm telling you the games that guys play, the cartridge. We have done some things that touched the lives of humanity, not just in this country, but because those things that went global. So, Carter G. Woodson, for what he did, to highlight, because at the time that he did it, in 1926, some of the first Wave of migrations happened, too. Well, that's how he got to New York. You know, he went to New York, and then, he, of course, he finished up his education, got his doctorate degree in, in, uh, at Howard, and went to Chicago, went to school in Chicago as well, and did it at the uh, YMCA. There was this one lady that loved him, wanted to marry him. You know, and he told her, you know, I'm married to my work, never had children. You know, I uh, I think about Carter G. Woodson. I used to always use this, uh, that uh, Carter G. Woodson. Uh, oh, my good brother, Spike Jones, has written a book, The Fire Within, where the Chief Jones out of St. Louis have helped so many people. So many people who to be elevated. Him and my other good brother, Addington Stewart, and Chief Sherman George, Chief of, of St. Louis. Those brothers gone around the country where well, Spike had some serious health issues, and, but I guess he finished his book, and that's great, The Fire Within. So, but, you know, be- because Carter G. Woodson did this out of the love of us, I always think about, Carter G. Woodson you know because here's a young man who couldn't go to school because he had to help his family out He had to help his mom and dad and his other siblings had to help them out you know and so he was working in the coal fields of West Virginia heard about a school in Hampton Virginia a high school for coloreds, you know, and applied there. He started. He started that school. He was twenty years old. He had his high school diploma by age twenty-two. Two years. That set him on. There's a saying in Islam. I'm not a Muslim, but I know a few things. I'm a little bit. I don't. You know. I, I don't profess <laughs> to know a lot a little bit of something about something <laughs> a little bit but in Islam there's a saying in, this, in the Hadith the Hadith are the sayings of Prophet Muhammad it said you should live each day like you're going to live forever you should also live each day like it's going to be your last so do something it also says that you know education that 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 Carter G. Woodson understood. He said that because of the education. Let me get that. Let me get that that quote correctly, so I don't want to misphrase it because it's very important as it relates to Carter G. Woodson. It says he. It says he, but I say they. Because men and women must learn together. That's the thing about us as African people, unlike others. Because you know, Islam is very anti-woman. You know, although the Prophet gives Prophet Muhammad, he talks about how important it is to honor women. But man, you know, you can we can you can see by the by the history today. But anyway, he says it says they. They who put their foot on the path to seek knowledge. They go in the way of God until they return. Let me say it again. They who put their foot on the path to seeking knowledge. They go in the way of God until they return. So what does that mean? You put your foot on the path to seeking knowledge. You will go in the way of God. Until you return, what it's saying, you never return. You never return because nobody knows it all. You don't, the so-called experts don't, your mama don't, nobody knows it all but God. So once you put your foot on the path to seeking knowledge, God motivates you. God inspires you. God guides you. You put your foot on the path to seeking knowledge. And that's what Carter G. Woodson did. It took him all the way from that coal field in West Virginia to, once he put his foot on the path to seeking knowledge, at that high school in Hampton, to Harvard. Harvard University. I'm emphasizing Harvard, not that I think that Harvard's all that, because it's shown hell, ain't. But it's, it's, not, it's all that to the crackers, ain't it? To the Urugu. But he was the second American, African, to get a degree from Harvard University. The first one was the intellectual giant W.E.B. Du Bois, William Edward Burkhart Du Bois was the first one. He was the second one to get an education degree, a doctorate from Harvard. He put his foot on the path to seeking knowledge. It took him all the way to Harvard. But what he did not see, family, what he did not see was the history and accomplishments and achievements of our people. And he dedicated his life a man with a a doctorate degree from Harvard that he could have utilized to become very wealthy. Because really not saying this in any diminishing way, all he ever was was a teacher, a principal, principal of a high school in D.C., I think right before he died, other things that he did. But everything that he did, family, he did out of love for us. I'm looking at right now a number of pictures of Carter G. Woodson. And and I always say this, that, you know, all these pictures that that he has here, he never smiled. He never smiled. If you go get a picture of Carter G. Woodson, you know, There's a slight, I don't know, there's one picture that ain't even slight. You know, he never smiled. Some pictures are even more stern than others. From these young ones here to the ones that are older and so forth, he never smiled. And I thought to myself, damn, I wonder why the brother didn't smile. You know, did he have a whack-looking smile or some messed up teeth or something, you know what I'm saying? But then I said, No. I know why. Because ain't nothing to fucking smile about. Excuse me, I'm sorry. There ain't nothing to smile about. When you have done to a people what has been done to us by these folks, it ain't funny. It ain't laughable. It ain't, no. Ain't nothing to smile about. And he knew that what he had to do to deal with the minds of our people. I'm going to give some quotes when we come back from the break of, of Carter G. Woodson. And I want you to join me, okay? I want you to join me in a conversation in your, uh, in, your in in your your perspective of, of uh, African and American African History Month, how important do you think it is and things that you can remember and so forth. So please join me at 215 490 9832. 215 490 9832. Brothers and sisters, you're listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on Time for an and Black Talk Radio Network.com. We'll be right back. Hope you stay with us. You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshi on Time for an Awakening Media. Of the Black Talk Radio Network for podcasting or live program scheduling, hit them up at timebornawakening at gmail.com. listening to time for an awakening media part of the black talk radio network for podcasts or live programming hit them up at time for an awakening.com welcome back brothers and sisters once again you're listening to african perspectives here on the motherland media network on time for an awakening.com and black talk radio network.com earth wind and fire ramsey Lewis sun goddess yeah I'm gonna get my music together on the the mechanism that I I used to do it, so in that way, sounds clear, sounds better, and hopefully it can ma- be maintained that way. Yep. Uh, other programming, of course, that we have here on Time for an Awakening Media. This program is every Monday, Wednesday, Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern times, and the times are going to give our Eastern times on Tuesday, Tuesday evening at 8 o'clock. It's the <coughs> from 8 to 10 Black Reality Think Tank with your host. That's right, my good brother, Brother Alfonso Watkins, in honor in honor of Dr. William Rogers. And then on Fridays at 8 p.m., time for an awakening with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard. Saturday at 7 from 7 to 9, the Sankofa Elders Council. And then on Sunday at 7 p.m., once again, time for an awakening with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard. And the number to call is 215-490-9832. Two one five four nine zero nine eight three two. We're talking today about African and American African History Month. Today is the first day, so we'll be talking about some of these things uh, throughout the month because I think it's very important. I've always uh, had an affection for history. In fact, what was interesting is that when I was a kid, I did. I had a. I learned about, of course, the renaissance. And, of course, you know, you're trained and taught that this is the renaissance of man. Because, of course, Europeans want to believe that who and what they are is universal. You know? Everybody needs to know who this is, who we are, what we've done. (laughs) You know? Not understanding and knowing that we had a history long before Europeans ever thought about you know, see, and that's why it's important. The why you—that's why it's important that you say it. Black History Month. If you want to call it Blackish, I don't like that. You know, I don't like that. But if you want to, that—and—and—and and, and when you say Black History Month, you're encompassing the totality of our history. It's not black. See, because see some people think Black History Month, and they'll just think American, the Negroes in America. I mean, the word of that time for Dr. Carter G. Woodson, it was Negro. So he he created Negro History Week the middle of February to honor Frederick Douglass. And then in 76, it became the month. In fact, it became officially the month. It's ironic because this was um, 76, it was Gerald Ford And then in 80, 82, 83, it was (laughs) Ronald Reagan, you know. But that's when it became official, you know. Ten uh, facts, ten things you didn't know about my man, the father of our month here. February might be the shortest month of the year, and we'll talk about why February is the shortest month. But it might be the most powerful, and it better be the most powerful, because it is. Anytime that you can get knowledge of self, anytime you can get understanding of who you are and what you've done, that's powerful. Today marks the first day of, of, uh, it says, Black History Month, but no, it's African and American African History Month. And in light of the occasion, we wanted to share a few things you might or may not have known about the man who helped create this month, Dr. Carter G. Woodson. Carter Godwin Woodson Woodson was born in 1875 in New Canton, Virginia you know and then he excelled in academics early on finishing high school in less than two years remember he was working in the coal mines he didn't go to school until he was 20 years old both his bachelor's and his master's were earned at the University of Chicago Stayed in Chicago, the YMCA. The the history programs that they had there, he was serious. He formed the Association for the Study of Negro Life and History, later become Afri- uh, African American Life and History, as well as African American-owned Association Publishers Press in 1921. Woodson established the Journal of African History or Negro History, a scholarly publication, and the Negro History Bulletin to help teachers with African American studies. He kept providing information for us constantly. That's the kind of brother that he is, Woodson. Woodson established, Woodson Woodson was a principal in D.C. Armstrong, you know. He was a principal. And like I said, that's deep because you know, I didn't mean to diminish him because he got a doctorate degree from Harvard University, but hey, the impact that he made. And of course, he was the dean of Harvard, excuse me, of Howard University while he was there working as a principal at Amstrad Manual Training School. He was a dean at Howard University. He wrote dozens of historical works, most notably. The Miseducation of the Negro, 1933. 90 years, family. 90 years ago. And we can honestly say, 90 damn years later, we're still miseducated. Wow. Woodson dedicated his career to the study of us as a people. Lobbied extensively to make a month nationally recognized it started off as a program called Negro History Week in February of 1926 he died April 3rd 1950 at the age of 75 leaving behind a legacy that we still honor today what's his ultimate goal now I understand his ultimate goal was not to just celebrate a month but to see it necessary, necessarily eliminated No, no 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 I don't like that but I understand that because you want it to be incorporated within the general uh, 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 education of, of, of history, you know. But because the people who run this shit are such liars, fabricators, I want us to always be in control of our history. The day that black history is recognized as an integral part of American history, Black History Month will no longer be necessary. But no, it will always be necessary. Family, this will always be necessary. Dr. Carter G. Woodson, let me take some calls. 443, I... 443, good afternoon.
3: Look at that little boy behind you. <laughs> <laughs> brother O.G. What's up, what's up? Brother, what's oh, up I'm sorry, brother, I didn't know. You, you clicked me off.
0: <laughs> what's up, brother, brother O.G.?
3: You you always say <laughs> something that that just stri- provokes thought into my mind, and that's why I listen to the show. You said that Carter G. Woodson doesn't smile. Yeah, and I and I thought about that, and yeah. then I of course I I went straight to my to my internet, yep. and he doesn't. Right, he, he never smiles. Smile.
0: There's not, I, I've never seen a picture of him as a young person. There's a nice silver shot of him. As a very young person, looked like he's in his twenties, maybe you know took right. some of the oldest pictures that I've seen of him, uh you know maybe in his 60s, seventies, he died at seventy five you know, and stately brother, he just never smiled. he was serious, he was serious about ah. what he was doing, and of course my 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 contention is that it wasn't to smile about when you do to a people what has been done to us, it ain't funny. It ain't nothing to smile about when you have taken our language, our history, our culture, our, you know, all those things away from us and making us and then make us believe that we have never done anything. You know, that we were running around in the jungle with a rag up our ass and a bone through our nose, never having created a civilization of any kind. You know? So, yeah.
3: No, you you're no you're absolutely correct. And, and 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 to add to what you're saying when you're dealing with a, a people and, and I call them people as I shouldn't, cause they're not some of these, most of these uh, are the are don't appear to be human to me because they appear not to have a soul. Right. They appear not to have any feelings, but when they're trying to rip out your insides, because white people don't really give a dog on about you being in a jail cell. Right. They don't care about you uh, not being where they want. What they really want is to be able to control you without putting you in a cell. In other words, if I can get you to wake up in the morning and, or go to bed dreaming about buying a Louis Vuitton handbag, mm. then I, I got you yeah, I got you I don't, I don't need to do anything else to you mm-hmm. but but when but once you start hearing people say and they understand, the thing about Urugu is he understands the power of propaganda, he understands that if you say something long enough. People don't start to believe it. That's right. You know, uh, like the, uh, 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 let's look at Bruce Jenner. If you start calling Bruce Jenner Caitlyn, yeah, children will say, "Oh, that's Caitlyn." No, it's not. That's Bruce Jenner. <laughs> yes, it is. It's Caitlyn mm-hmm. because they don't know. They don't know any history, and history is not a mystery. It's not. They want you to believe it's a, a mystery, but it truly is not. It's not hiding. It's in plain sight. Yeah. But if I'm driving the car, Oshi, I never take you down History Boulevard. I'm always going to take you down uh, by this, by that boulevard. The I, mm-hmm. I, I, me, me boulevard. Mm-hmm. I'm never going to take you down that hill to tell you that you are more than just a pretty face. You're more than a, a tall, dark, and handsome. Mm-hmm. You're mm-hmm. more than all the things that they tell you you are. You're much more than that. You're And, and then, then and when they do that, it's not you they want. They want the children. They want that. They want the impressionable mind because oh, my yeah. mind is already. Yeah, they want oh, the yeah. young ones, man. They want your grandkids, your grandkids' grandkids. That's mm-hmm. how far down the road this this is is thinking. He's not thinking today. He's thinking a century from now, just about just as our ancestors thought when they wrote in stone in Egypt. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, oh. they wrote in stone. And when they wrote in stone, they knew it would last forever. That's right. And because they knew that these people would come for the truth. And they're coming for our truth. So, no, she, yeah. o- 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 I just wanted to say that. Yeah. I just wanted to say that, my brother. I, don't, I appreciate I don't it. Appreciate a, it. A, I want yeah. someone else to call. Put me on, on mute, and I'll listen to the rest of the show. All right. Love you, man.
0: Well, you know where you can get in at, so you do it whenever you need to, brother. Okay?
3: Thank you so much. I appreciate right, that. Bet. Yes, sir. Love you.
0: Bye. All right. Six oh two, six oh two. Good afternoon,
4: brother. What's oh hey, good Hey, brother
0: Marcus. How are you,
4: my man? We're freezing. we freezing down here, brother. <laughs> Everything done turned to
0: ice. Yeah, man. You in Memphis, right?
4: Man, and <laughs> you know these folks down here, they don't know how to drive on ice, brother. So that's right. Everybody be spinning out of control, and yeah. it's just a mess. You know, it's brother, the same here, but
0: you know i I'm from Milwaukee so I have some experience but even at that you hit an ice patch and all all experience in the world can't stop a, that car from going um, you have no control but that's so, the main thing yeah. you if you understand that stay your ass at home
5: <laughs> man
0: I
4: tell you I was walking today on the I, I, I only saw two folks walking man you know you got to be careful of your walk that's right. because yeah, everything is
0: a sheet of ice. You walk it on that sidewalk, you' gonna be slipping oh, and man. sliding. Because, hey, brother Marcus, when you get our age, falling is not an option. <laughs> I'm telling you, brother. <laughs> you can fall here, you know, hit, hit, you, know hit, you know, hurt your hip, knee, ankle, butt, head, whatever, and 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 it's gonna be hurting for a while. You know, I'm so telling man. You, brother.
4: I'm telling you. <laughs> But, you know, my first experience uh, too, about con- consciousness is when I read that, that book by Carter G. Woodson. What The it, 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 uh, Miseducation and the yeah. Negro. Yes. That book. That book opened my eyes, man. You know, and I tell you, I think, he was well in that's 1930s
0: he wrote that book right 1933 you know? 90 years ago 90, 90 years yes. ago this year when he wrote it and 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 yes. uh it is still applicable today as it was it's then and it's
6: applicable.
0: sadly yeah it's
4: sad yes he said you know a uh, one one little part already said the Negro is still a child. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said, you know, I said, wow. Yeah. This man was, he he, he psychoanalyzed it before he was wilful, before, you mm-hmm. know, all these, these great uh, psychiatrists we had. He, he don't psychoanalyze our people. That's right. You know, mm-hmm. the Negro is still a child. Yep. and it, it, with all that information, it's hard to see the condition of the people you know it's like their, their minds ain't move
5: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
4: it's frozen in time, you know what i'm saying it's it's you know, but it it has moved to some degree, but probably not too how fast we want it, you know, but one thing though, I said when all us feel to organize the people, conditions will. And the yeah. conditions getting from bad to worse, brother she, Yeah, getting
0: from bad to worse, and I think that's going to force our people to. I would hope. I always make some. I would always think, brother Marcus, when things getting worse, just like I, I thought that well, you know when Ronald Reagan came in as his president with all the rhetoric he had, and he's far right that we'll, that would help bring our people together. Well, no, I mean even probably even before then, and all the right wing even trump i thought that would but no you know but there's going to be something but oh it yes, must,
4: brother it's gonna be some catastrophe it's mm-hmm. gonna be some serious because we're heading we're heading for that brother if, if you know when it's all the reports you're reading it's indicating to some Calamity, some major escalation. If between Russia and America, it's gonna be between China and America. You know, it's it's, mm-hmm. but it's it's coming. It can't it it can't go on like this. Something has to break. You know, yeah. what I'm saying, and something must happen
0: where we can help pull, bring us together. I agree.
4: Yes, it's and and usually it take a catastrophe. You know, it's it's not gonna be pleasant. You know, but sometimes that's what it takes for people for for change to come. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah, destruction. You know, it, you know, it's all that kumbaya, let's hold hands and this and that. I don't know about that, but when pain, when hunger pains, and catastrophe hit, then it motivates you to
5: move.
4: You know, so you know. Anyway, good brother, you keep on keeping oh, on. Thank I'm you, brother here. Marcus.
0: Nice thank you me. man. you bet thanks for listening man. thanks for being here. I appreciate you man peace all right all right. four oh four six nine seven four oh four good afternoon
6: yes good afternoon baba o c hey,
0: how are you doing dear
6: I'm blessed I'm really enjoying your program and I think it was so wonderful of you to you know, spread the history about Carter G. Woodson. I I didn't know all the history about him, all the, you know, Mm -hmm. great things he did. Right. But I know that when I was in, uh, I guess maybe it was junior high school or high school when Mm -hmm. I Mm -hmm. took my first black studies class, um, that book awakened me so profoundly. Mm
5: -hmm.
6: It was so profound, and he says it in such a clear manner, so strong. And you know, so I, I I I will always you know, you know uphold that it was really good. And sure. you know, so he's back there sure. then speaking about self determination, and uh, he's had such an impact. And he's talking about how important our education is. So you know, that's people like um, uh, Baba Baruti with his school and with Kessa with Aya and Columbus yeah. and all the Pan African schools and African schools. You know. You know, uh, bringing the true education and truth for our people. So That's right. He did some some real freedom fighting work. He very oh, no doubt, no
0: very inspirational. And I'm
6: just so happy. You know, just call his name. You know, mm-hmm. you know are, you gonna, name. are you gonna are you gonna be legendary. at
0: are you gonna be at the science fair this weekend? Is this this uh, Friday?
6: Oh, I I'm, I'm not sure that I'll be able to make it. Oh, okay. I thought it was Saturday though. I no, it's it it's Friday. Oh, yeah,
0: it's Friday. Oh, it's
6: oh okay. All right, yeah,
0: all right. yeah, it's 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 Friday. It's Friday.
6: Oh, at, isn't at, that awesome? yeah. Yeah, it's, it's Friday yeah, at that,
0: the that, that. At, at at Greenbrier, Greenbrier Mall. That's all, and all those schools you just named. Uh, you know, they'll all be there with their children and with nice displays. And, it's Present. so beautiful. It isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I love it. I've been
6: before. They've got their science program. Yep.
0: And, it really you know, is.
6: So, so, our youth are so positive and powerful and strong and beautiful. <laughs> and so, we give thanks. So, the, you know, victory is ours.
0: Always, dear. You know it.
6: And the Sante Sana for this program. It was so great today. Oh, all Sante.
0: Right. All right. Satalia. Thank you so okay. much. Okay. Peace. All
6: right. Freedom yeah. and be Fahodier.
0: the Fahodier. All right. Our victorious destiny. Some of the quotes of Carter was I'm gonna paraphrase the quote right now. I should put it into a workbook that I had uh when I was working in the fire department so I could keep track of the schools I was gonna be going to in the times. The times are pretty much set uh each off day, you know, firefighters you work one day and you're off two days. That's how Milwaukee works. There's some fire fire departments that work ten and fourteen, uh, you know fourteen hour during the day, and then it and then as a ten hour shift you work at you know late at night into the morning, so ten and fourteen. But most of them work twenty four forty eight, I guess. But anyway, on those off days, I would go to schools and talk to our, our young people and present programs to them. That was my contribution, man. That's but I, I I'm not mechanical. I can't do shit. <laughs> I can't fix <finish> it. <laughs> I can run my mouth and 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 so. It's, it's something that I truly wanted to do. Because it really, um, I, I wanted to be a teacher. That would have been great. And I love working with our children. And there was a quote by Carter G. Woodson about people who, you know, who lose their history. They become, as he said, a negligible factor in the world and they stand in danger of being exterminated. So, because history is like a root of a tree. What happens to the tree that doesn't have roots? Exactly. It dies. What happens to a people who are not rooted and grounded in the knowledge of themselves? They die. That's why some of our people are walking dead. Because they believe what this society, what these Europeans, what the has said about us, that we have no history. It's just like when Dr. Uh, You know, Carter G. Woodson and Dr. John Henry Clark is for 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 me, they're my two favorite people in our history. I love them all. I love them all, you know. But Carter G. Woodson and and Dr. Clark and I, I remember Dr. Clark talking about looking at art history, and he was a Sunday school teacher, and he asked the the, the, the priest, you know, it's Caucasian, because he was you know teaching Sunday school. There were no pictures of us. There was no you know, and he and and, and he told him. He said, "Your people have no history, John. I'm sorry to say, your people have no history and and, and, and to hear him say that, I felt that I felt that you know like a hmm, you know, how he felt when he, when he when this Caucasian told him, and that set dr John Henry Clark's foot on the path to seeking knowledge itself, and that took him literally around the world to to deal with some great people work with uh, Kwame Nkrumah in Ghana to provide El Haj Malik El Shabazz Malik El Shabazz, Malcolm X with knowledge and information so when Malcolm did presentations or speeches and so forth he would provide him. In fact he said on February 21st 1963 when he heard that Malcolm was killed he walked he he left the gathering. He was at some gathering he was at and went into the bathroom and cried his eyes out. Yeah. So we're going to go through some of the quotes. But of course, you can give me a call at 215-490-9832 and be a part of this conversation. Let me know. And let me know what you think. Okay? What's on your What's on your African mind? It may be well to repeat here the saying that Old men talk of what they have done. Young men of what they're doing and fools of what they expect to do. And even though he has, uh, and I, I'm, I, I'm going to read it, how it, is, how it is wrote and presented. Some of it I may change, but you know how I am. So The Negro race has a rather large share of the last mentioned class. So it may be well to repeat that there's a saying that old men talk of what they have done, young men of what they're going to do, and fools of what they expect to do. The Negro race. <laughs> uh, sorry. <sighs> the Negro race has a rather large share of that last mentioned class. Some of of, of America's Caucasians, moreover, are just as far behind in this respect as Negroes who have had less opportunity to learn better. So, I mean, they have problems too, but they're more profound than us anybody else. And for those Caucasians who are in that situation, do you feel bad for them? I know I sure in the hell don't. They are privileged. They had opportunities, you know, which some of us have been denied. The mere imparting of information is not education the mere imparting of information is not education. It's just like things about influence. When you have influence, you just have influence. You can't change nothing. They may ask your opinion and they may take it under advisement or they may implement it and they may not. History shows that it does not matter who is in power or what revolutionary forces take over the government. Those who have had not learn to do for themselves and have not de- and and have to depend solely on others never obtain any more rights or privileges in the end than they had at the beginning so it doesn't matter it doesn't matter who's in charge if we don't take charge of our lives it doesn't matter history has shown it doesn't matter who's in power and that's the thing we must, we, we, we should seek power, African power. What is African power? Is it voting? No. Is it politics? No. Is it education and information? No. What is power? The ability to define reality. We must define reality and shape it and fashion it in our image and in our interests. And we must do it globally. It must be explained and understood globally that we are one African people. American Africans believe, American Africans themselves in certain parts join with Europeans to keep out-of-school teachers. Listen to this. American Africans themselves in certain parts join with Europeans to keep out-of-school teachers who may be bold enough to teach the truth as it is. They usually say that the races are here getting along amicably now. And we do not want these peaceful relationships disturbed by teachers of a new political thought what they mean to say we respect the peaceful relationships of the races then is that the African Americans have been terrorized to the extent that they are afraid to even discuss political matters publicly. You see that a lot. You still see it. We, we whisper because of the fear that has been put into us. Fear. False evidence appearing real. A lot of it. When a white man sees persons of his own race tending downward to a level of disgrace, he does not rest until he works out some plan to lift such unfortunates to higher ground. But, the Negro forgets the delinquents of his race and goes his way to further his own nest, as he has done in leaving the masses in popular churches. (laughs) Yeah, he he, he goes on about the church. That's what I love about Carter G. Woodson. Because he recognized the church was not lifting our people up. You know, the preacher, yeah. A few of the prisoners, yeah. But the masses, no. In fact, When you look at Christianity, particularly, wherever they are, a lot of poverty. They ain't lifted up nobody. I I mean, it's bull. (laughs) The lack of confidence of American Africans in in themselves and in his possibilities is what has kept him down. His miseducation has been a perfect success in this respect. His miseducation has been a perfect success of keeping him down. 1933. Ninety years ago. In the schools of business administration, Negroes are trained exclusively in the psychology and economics of Wall Street and art, and are therefore made to despise the opportunities to run ice wagons, push banana carts, and sell peanuts among their own people. Foreigners who have not studied economics, but have studied Negroes, take up this business and they grow rich. And you see that today, don't you? You see that today, don't you? Throughout major cities, throughout major cities, with a sizable number of our population, we don't run nothing. We don't own nothing. They don't have a supermarket here in Atlanta. Millions of people. Millions of people. There's a six million people in the metropolitan area of Atlanta. There's 600,000 in the city. We don't don't have a service station with a convenience store to it. We don't have a supermarket. We have restaurants. We have barbershops, beauty salons. Other quote, small business, but we don't know. <laughs> Man. That's right, family. The oppressor has always indoctrinated the weak with his interpretation of the crimes of the strong. <laughs> At this moment, then, the Negroes must begin to do the very thing which they have been taught they are that they cannot do. That's right. We've been trained and taught that we cannot do it. We cannot come together. We cannot work together. We cannot pull our resources. We cannot do these things, but that's a damn lie. We can do that and so much more. Don't believe their hype. Real education means to inspire people to live more abundantly, to learn to begin with life as they find it and make it better. That's right. No man knows what he can do until he tries. A lot of us are afraid to even try. (laughs) That reminds me of my favorite documentary, Wattstack. Wattstack, I love Wattstack. In fact, I talked to Brother Gerald, the brother that's in Wattstack. He's doing well in L.A. (laughs) There's that piece in Wattstack. Because, you know, I don't know if you've ever, if you've never watched Wattstack, Please, family, do so. Go online. Get it. Find some way to get it. Get (laughs) Wattstack. But there's a portion in there. They're talking to the people within uh, within Watts. And this one brother said, I've been down so long that getting up don't even cross my mind. Many of our people are defeated in that way. They think there's no way that we can challenge the European, the Caucasian, Urugu, and be successful. No way. And so many of those brothers and sisters, they side with the European against their better judgment, against their own people, against their own will. One should rely upon protests. One should rely upon protest only when it is supported by a constructive program. I say, we have been protesting and protesting, but we had no alternatives. We didn't have something to say, we protesting of this, and and we're going to get some benefit of it to develop that. Only thing we did was protest. Only thing we did was march and chant. What do we want? Justice. What do we want it? Now. Philosophers have long conceded, however, that every man has two educators, that which is given to him and the other that which he gives himself. Of the two kinds, the latter is by far more desirable. Indeed, all that is most worthy in man he must work out and conquer for himself. It is that which constitutes our real and best nourishment what we are merely taught seldom nourishes the mind to that which we teach ourselves to be self taught the things that I know I did not learn in schools I didn't go to school I dropped out you know, but I did get a GED. Had to get a GED, so otherwise I couldn't have been a firefighter. And thank God I, I had that occupation. Taught me a lot. Met so many beautiful people, and and a proud member of the International Association of Black Professional Firefighters. As another, as well said. To handicap a student by teaching him that his black face is a curse and that his struggle. To change his condition is hopeless is the worst sort of lynching. I say. To degrade and to demean him to constantly to the point that his spirit is broken. There isn't he feels there is no hope is the worst sort of lynching. It is very clear that if American Africans get their conception of religion. It is very clear that American Africans, they got their conception of religion from slaveholders, libertarians, libertines, and murderers. There may be something wrong about it. It is very clear that if and we have, we got our conception of religion from slaveholders, murderers, there may be something wrong with it. Yes, it is. If you control a man's thinking, you do not have to worry about their actions. When you determine what a man shall think, you do not have to be concerned yourself about what he will do. If you make a man feel that he is inferior, you don't have to compel him to accept an inferior status, for he will seek it himself. If you make a man think that he is justly an outcast you do not have to order him to the back door he will go without being told and if there is no back door his very nature will demand one one of the greatest quotes by dr carter g woodson if you control a man's thinking you don't have to worry about his actions That there is no back door, he will make a back door. His, his training, he's been trained. He'll demand it. Yeah. It's been said that the Negroes do not connect morals with religion. The historian would like to know what race or nation does such a thing certainly the whites with whom the negroes have come into contact have not done so that's right not now they, they the caucasians you know they correct they, they they because they believe they are moral but they're amoral there's no morality in them if the negro in the ghetto must be eternally be fed by the hand that pushes him into the ghetto he will never become strong enough to get out of the ghetto if the negro in the ghetto must eternally be fed by the hand that put him in the ghetto he will never become strong enough to get out of it welfare other programs you seek it The American African will not advance far if they continue to waste their energy abusing abusing those who misdirect and exploit them. The exploiters of the race are not so much at fault as the race itself. If American Africans persist in permitting themselves to be handled In this fashion, they will always find someone at hand to impose upon them. The matter is one which rests largely with American Africans themselves. The race will free free itself from exploiters as soon as it decides to do so. No one else can accomplish this task for us. It must plan and do it for itself. It must plan and do it itself. We must plan. We must work together. We must come together, close ranks, pull our resources, and do for ourselves. Many quotes of Carter G. Woodson, a man who dedicated his life bring the knowledge and history of us as a people so to help us understand how important it was for us to do for ourselves yeah yeah other little tidbits knowledge and history of Carter G. Woodson you may or may not know. Give us a call at 215-490-9832. 215-490-9832. Yeah. Yeah, so many things I already, but I'm looking at some information that I Got off of uh, YouTube, and it's just some of the stuff that I just read. You know, yeah. Doctor degree from Harvard University, Harvard. Him and Du Bois, Du Bois, the man was an intellectual giant, man. I mean, he was it was serious intellectual giant in fact I say that the two men of the last century of the the 20th century this is the 21st century so when you give a number of the century it's the preceding years so the 20th century is the 1900s the 19th century is the 1800s and so forth and so on so the, the two men of the 20th century the 1900s. Intellectual giants. And not just of, of, of us as a people, but period. Period. W. William Edward Burkhardt Du Bois and Dr. Sheikh Andrew Jop. Both of them. Jop and Du Bois. I wonder if they talked to and met each other, man. I should Google that to find that out, man, because You know, Du Bois left. Du Bois, after all he did, trying to please white folks, you know, sabotaging stuff, you know, NACP, the European Jews and so forth. Talked about Marcus Garvey like a dog. Seriously. Had his battle with uh, Booger T in terms of philosophy and direction. Du Bois, at the end of his life, lived his life in Africa, lived his life in Ghana. If you get a chance to go to Ghana, you know, you can go to the Du Bois Center. In fact, when I was at the Du Bois Center, uh, that anniversary, 40th anniversary, I didn't go to the 50th, I wish I did. Uh, there was a slight earthquake. <laughs> yeah, I felt it. Yes, it was. A slight earthquake in Ghana at the, and you know in fact um at the Du Bois Center that year, minister Firecon was uh presented mm-hmm place was man all of it it was it was outside and so all the place was filled up Du Bois and Jop two giants and and of course, I can't s- say enough. You know, because I mean, Du Bois left and moved to Ghana, and he was writing the Encyclopedia Africana. You know, he was putting that piece together, Encyclopedia Africana. You know, he, I guess he realized, hey man, bump these cats. I'm, I'm gonna be with my people, as I should have been from Jump Street. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, you, you you think you could you have influence <laughs> over Caucasians, and they can. And you can make them behave the way they should behave amicably and 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 humanely. <laughs> and now, brother, now nice, now you know. There ain't nothing you can do. They are who they are. And of course, Jop, we owe a great debt of gratitude because of his work. You know. His work is outstanding, in fact. The the smoking gun, the smoking gun for Africans to claim Kemet and that it was an African civilization is the melanin dosage test. There are other factors that are just as strong because the ancients said so. The ancients said they were Africans. I don't give a damn what Hadesawas has to say. That cat, to hell with him and all the others. So-called Egyptologists. 202, 202, good afternoon.
2: Yes, sir, how you doing, brother?
0: Hey, brother, how you doing today, man? I'm doing great. Good, good, hope you had a good you know, weekend.
2: Well, you know, I try to make every day as good as it can be. You
0: That's know? right on, good.
2: And they, you know, they, yeah, you know, I just do my part, you know. Yeah. Yep. But, you know, I've been thinking about this, and it's something that I have thought about uh, for some time. What the possibility of getting in touch with every conscious black person in America. It would be wonderful if uh, we could get in touch with everyone. Mm-hmm. And just don't go to work for a week. show show, no everybody just we we just gonna you know just (laughs) fuck it we ain't going in and and let's see what your country does then yeah and it would see it would show us our power right you know they have their conflicts they want to get in touch with the Russians okay fine you do it your damn self Mm -hmm. you you know like we would like we set aside one week and get in touch with many black folks as we can and say, let's just don't go to work. Something as simple as that don't buy nothing, buy all the things that you know you're going to need next week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Get them this week. And we just don't participate. Man, do you realize the power wow. that we would show ourselves? Yeah. We would shut this place yeah. Damn, down. Oh, man, for sure. And it wouldn't cost us a, well, I mean, except for a week's salary. And I think mm-hmm. most of, if and, and the ones that can afford to, Mm-hmm. Give somebody their rent for that week. Get in touch with everybody that can do that. You know, man, can you imagine what kind of power it would show not only them, but us? Yeah. You know, but the things that, there are a lot of things that I think we could do that we, we, spend, and in my opinion, in my humble opinion, an inordinate amount of time trying to get them to act right. They don't have any history of ever doing the right thing for the right reason. Yeah. They'll do something to make you think they're doing mm-hmm. the right thing. But it's a design where it's all going to end up coming back to them in control. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think we, you know, we, we, I think we miss a lot of things uh, about our future. It's wonderful. I, you know, I, man, I'm a history major. You know, I, I studied history. I worked mm-hmm. at the mm-hmm. Supreme Court. You know, I used to go up in the library when I get off work
5: mm-hmm.
2: and read those opinions. And it just solidified in my mind, brother, when I read the original Taney opinion. Okay. Where it said the sons right. and daughters of Africa have right. no rights a that a white man is bound to respect. Is bound to respect. That is yep. the and that has never been overruled, right by the way, right, so it is standing law that mm-hmm. every judge and every congressman, mm-hmm. well I won't say every, but the ones that are in in position to affect anything do it from that basis, right, where it pertains to black people, and I think it would be i mean man, man, man if we could just get together like I said, just a a, a week, get as many black folks as we can and just say, we ain't working this week. Mm-hmm. You run That's your right. goddamn country you, yourself. Self. No bus drivers, no store clerks, no cops. Yeah. Well, the cops are debatable.
0: Yeah. But, uh, uh, <laughs> day, well, so, you know, I remember that play. It was a play like that, Day of Absence.
2: A day, the of day, ab- of absence. A day of Absence. I saw it. Yeah,
0: Day of Absence.
2: I saw you it, know. and it put something in my mind, mm-hmm. that and many other things. But, you know, unity is something – that can be done without actually knowing the other person. You just gotta know what they're doing, mm-hmm. and you be in in in, in a agreement with it. I I am gonna mm. I do a lot of things in disguise, I should say, but I'm gonna try to get that thought out into the universe mm. with some 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 uh, some power behind, right on, it. and and mention it to people that I think could assist. And bring it, if, first of all, to find out if it's reasonable, feasible. Uh, I, I think, you know, like if you were married and your wife said, you ain't getting out this week, you're going to pay attention to what she saying. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, it, it's those kinds of things that, you know, when you refuse to participate, just your refusal makes a profound statement. You know what I mean? Mm, right. I've always thought, like the black folks, now and then some people might disagree with this, but I was, I've i always thought the black folks just didn't vote one election. Right. Hell, I mean, it can't get much worse. Well, and, but
0: we let them know, we're not voting because y'all white folks ain't worth voting for. Right, and the other thing Man, is you, really, what kind of fundamental changes have happened because of voting? Because we voted. And I've never voted in my life, yeah. and I never would. No.
2: Not a, not in this system. No.
0: Never. No,
2: never voted. I had two brothers that went in the military. I used to walk around with headbands on, you know, and Jimi Hendrix posters. Man, I ain't know where in the hell I was going. (laughs) I mean, this was a long time ago. Yeah, but it was no way. And I don't, you know, I don't begrudge anybody who went in the military because people go for different reasons. Like I said, I had two brothers and a father that were in the military, and I was like the odd man out. And I'm glad I was. I hear
0: you. Me too. Me too. I'm glad you know I what I'm going And nor have I ever voted for a Caucasian, ever. I voted for some yeah. brothers and sisters, especially those who I could vote for, who I gave money to in their campaigns. Right. I voted for them, but outside of that, no. And, 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 and yeah, but see, that's community. That's yeah. your
2: community. I'm, yeah. I'm sure they were in your community. And, yeah. and in that instance, it makes sense to vote. But I'm saying in a national election, we get the black the black man's party. We'll call it that. And, and just don't vote. None of us that are conscious. Just right. Vote, and, you know, I, I, you know, like I said, I, I don't vote and I never would, not yeah. a, in this system. But just to show them that we're unifying and to show each other yeah. that we're unifying that we got some power that we don't use. We don't even – we're not even conscious of it many times. Yeah. And we can use their own tricks against them. You know, they don't vote against black folks because they're black. So we won't vote against no, no white <laughs> yeah. folks because you're white. Yeah. Yeah, I love I love chess. You play chess? I love chess, man. And and, and that's how you do it. You yeah. know, you, you, you take a they they, they get you a piece, you get their piece. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? Or maybe two. <laughs> so I'm I'm just putting that out there. Somebody might pick
0: up somebody might say, Man, that brother's crazy
2: <laughs> Somebody might say, Man, that's something oh, no, no, for
0: That yeah. A serious day of absence, but I you know, uh uh to me whatever could happen for us is possible is it probable that's another question but it's possible that's correct you know and so i, I yes, always, think, always think always thinking that in in that way especially something like like that that would be great you know for us to pull that off to show hey you know uh uh we have our own mind our own way of thinking and this is who we are and this that's is what right. we are about so all right dear brother that's right I gotta go. Okay, brother. I, I'm I appreciate gonna it. All right. Peace. Thank to you. you. All, right. all right. Brothers and sisters, we end this program like we end all of our programs with the words of Stephen Biko. The most potent weapon in the hands of the oppressor is the minds of the oppressed. This program is dedicated and committed to helping to free the African mind. But not just the M I N D, but the M I N E, because under the feet of African people, all of the resources that everybody wants, think they can't do without and they sure in the hell don't want to pay for it. Brothers and sisters, you have a blessed and wonderful day. This first day of African and American African History Month. Shimhotep means go in peace. Esante Sana means thank you. Bibi Fahadier means our victorious destiny. Brothers and sisters, we will be victorious. Take care, family. Hope to see you on Wednesday. Yeah.